Hey guys, this is A Simple Fix and I'm your host, Olivia Yokobonis, Yoko for short. As a certified holistic health coach, I see firsthand how difficult it can be to decipher what is beneficial and what is unnecessary when it comes to wellness. Each week, I will discuss all things health and wellness, share my take on the latest trends, and provide simple fixes that make navigating wellness less complicated and more sustainable. I'm so happy you're here and I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to A Simple Fix. I am your host, Olivia. Happy Monday. I hope you all have had an amazing weekend and have been feeling the spring vibes. Thank God it is not snowing anymore. I think we had our last snow here in Utah. I really hope. Things have been pretty good over here on on this front. I know that I tried to implement like a high and low or wins and losses and I forgot the last couple of episodes, but these past couple of weeks, I think a big win or a high that I've been experiencing is I have just been jumping into my friendships here in Salt Lake. Um, I think especially after ending a relationship, it can be a little iffy and, and difficult to get back into the groove of things. And I have felt so much love and support from all of my friends here, um, It's just been really enjoyable getting to get back into the groove of it. And I have so many fun plans that are happening for the summer with my girls here. And I'm really looking forward to it, creating memories and building deeper relationships with these girls, because I mean, they really are some of the best people that I know in my life. And I also am proud of myself because I was annoyed that there was no like young adults pickleball league in my town. And I reached out to one of my friends and I was like, Hey, I know you like pickleball as much as I like pickleball. What do you say? We, we tag team it. And he was like, yes, let's do it. So we've got, if you live in Salt Lake, if you live anywhere in the area, hit me up. We're going to start in May and it's going to be 7 PM on Thursdays and I'll be sending out all of the information. (laughs) But if you want to join and you live in the Salt Lake area, I would love for you to join. And then I would say hello, I think is really kind of even the subject of our, of the podcast today. Um, I think that I have just been experiencing the highs and lows of healing. And I think people talk about the lows, but they don't really talk about the lows. And I've had many nights that I've, you know, cried myself to sleep or many days that I just have not felt my best and have been a little hard on myself lately in regards to moving on after a breakup and in regards to just not necessarily being where I want to be in life lately. I think that this is a really good opportunity for me to give myself some grace and be kinder to myself throughout the midst of all of this. So if you ever want to share your highs and lows with me, feel free to DM me. I love talking to you guys. I actually want to just quick say thank you to everybody who listens and everybody who um, tells me how helpful these podcasts have been. I actually just recently had a consultation with someone who is from Sydney, Australia, and it was just so wild to me to see that this podcast is reaching areas that I had no idea it was reaching and was touching people's lives in ways that I never would have 
known or anticipated um, when I started this. And so it really means the absolute world to me knowing that there is a little community of amazing people that I get to support and that get to support me as well. It is more than I could ever have asked for. So thank you so much. Today's episode was inspired by a few TikToks that I saw. Um, There was one TikTok that was talking about what they called healing porn and how we are like addicted and obsessed with the romanticization of healing. We think that healing looks like face masks and sound baths and buying whatever we want, treating ourselves, you know, boundaries, but not really upholding them. Like when healing comes to your mind, it sometimes looks like fruity and fluffy and and like rainbows and butterflies and that it's going to be this enjoyable process where you choose yourself and and you're walking in that freedom and that is not the case. <laughs> I think that the other TikTok was kind of talking along those lines of how we expect healing to look one way and it is the complete opposite. And when we go into these seasons and these times of healing, with that mindset, there's a rude awakening and we are extremely disappointed with the outcome. So today's episode is talking about how we need to stop romanticizing healing and how healing is hard. And this isn't to scare anybody away from it. I think we all know that doing hard things is a part of life and doing things that are hard is really what makes it all worth it in the end. If life was easy, if healing was easy, then everybody would be thriving and everybody would be be doing it. And I think that people choose to not heal because of all of the work and effort and difficulty and pain that it takes. I had a few comments on my recent TikTok that kind of had gone viral and it was talking about the red flags that I found in myself in my relationship. And I got comments saying like, why can't I just be myself? Why can't, why are there all these rules and these things that I have to do to be like a better person? Why can't I just live life in love and find my person that way? Like you can go ahead, but I only ever want to bring forth the best version of myself. And yes, that still is myself, but it's a better version. And how to get to that better version of myself is to do the work and to follow the rules sometimes and to have that accountability to myself to stop doing the toxic things that I do and to heal the wounds that I have in my heart and in my life. And if that's not your vibe, that's fine. I think that if people understood that healing sometimes looks like uh, self-accountability and recognizing our shortcomings and the pitfalls in our lives, we would be much better off. I think if I could go back from, you know, in the beginning of, of my healing, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, relational, I wish people would have told me how painful it was. I wish that people wouldn't have painted healing in such a light that was 
this exciting, exhilarating thing. And I think that the product of healing is exciting. The product of healing is exhilarating. The product of healing is happiness and, and peace and freedom. But the process of healing is not fun. It's painful. It hurts. And so today I want to kind of just debunk the idea of healing and show what it looks like for me personally in my everyday life. You know, it doesn't look like me waking up bright eyed and bushy tailed and ready for the day where I sit down and I do my journaling and I have a cup of tea and I have a face mask on and I then take a nice long walk in the sunshine and I cuddle my dog and and then go into work with a good attitude and, and maybe I'll have negative thoughts and instead I'm just gonna think positively and then I, you know, create all these beautiful healing and nourishing meals for myself and for my body. And I then move on into taking my favorite yoga class or my favorite um, Pilates class in the evening. And I get into bed and I have my nice nighttime routine and I drink my tea and I already had a hundred ounces of water the during the day. <laughs> And I'm sitting there and reading a self-help book until I fall asleep and I somehow haven't been on social media at all and I haven't even thought about my ex and I haven't even thought about the, the state of the world or the state of my finances and everything is just perfect. I could go on. That, my life does not look like that in any way, shape or form right now. And I mean, I had a conversation with my therapist a little bit ago of really what I'm looking like lately and what my life looks like. I think that heartbreak has made me very sleepy <laughs> and I go to sleep at like nine and I don't wake up until like eight or nine and it's hard because I don't want to be like that I am a 6 a.m waker and I love having a morning routine and I love having my day laid out before me and and I can barely even get out of bed before 8 a.m and even then I'm still tired after sleeping 11, 12 hours. I am having a hard time eating. I find it unexciting and I find it boring to meal prep and I'm not motivated to do the things that I used to love doing. And I've had to really put the effort and the accountability um, into myself. And I think it's just really easy to compare the highlights of other people's healing stories with the lowlights of our own. And I am somebody who preaches and practices wellness. And my version of wellness right now is giving myself grace <laughs> and knowing that I am going through something that will not last forever. Um, so this state that I'm in will not last forever and I will be okay and I will be able to move forward in this, in the near future. But I digress. I wrote a non-exhaustive <laughs> list of things that I have been doing that have been hard, but have been so, so worth it. And I mean, even starting off, I kind of mentioned it, but therapy. Therapy has been one of the most beneficial things in my healing journey over the last three years. I've seen the same therapist. It was God and God only that I was able to be matched with such a perfect therapist for me and for, you know, even the changing circumstances of my life. And I remember my first session, 
how I could barely even get words out because I was in so much pain and crying so much. And I look now back on my last session and still there were tears. Some Sometimes there's not, which is great, but there were still tears and it's painful work. It's, it's work that continues after you hang up the phone, after you leave the office. You have to actually apply what you discussed. And, you know, an example for me, what I've been working on lately is really working on the shame factor in my life and how my internal thoughts um, are really filled with shame and how it'll be something simple and I will automatically have a response of judgment in my mind. And so the homework that I'm doing over this next month is to write down every thought that comes to my mind that is met with shame. And I have a note on my notes app and it is long. And that's what healing looks like sometimes is having to stop and write a list of all of the things that you are telling yourself that are not true. Who wants to do that? Nobody. But you do it when you know that there is going to be healing at the end of it. Another thing that I have been doing is breath work. This has been incredible for being able to really express my emotions. Um, Growing up, I was not somebody who really felt I had the space to express my feelings and my emotions. I felt like I was responsible for everybody else's. Therefore, there was no space for mine. And that translated into me suppressing my feelings and my emotions in my adult life and not actually letting them out and letting them move. I think we forget that literally there is the word motion in emotion and how emotions have to move somewhere. If they don't move out, they will stay in. It becomes this like pinball in your body and you are unable to suppress it any longer. And that's where outbursts come from. That's where anxiety comes from. That's where illness can come from because your body is working so hard to suppress these emotions that are meant to be out and expressed. And breath work has been so helpful in in releasing those feelings and those emotions. Um, I remember the first time that I went, I was like, you want me to scream? You want me to scream where there's like 20 other people around? And the release that I experienced, it causes me to go back. But the pain, I went a couple weeks ago and I was like grabbing, holding my chest because of the pain I was experiencing. It is not, it's work. It's breath work. It is not this like relaxing therapeutic experience. It is painful and it brings up things that your subconscious has been hiding and suppressing and it reopens wounds that haven't been fully healed. It's hard, but it's worth it. And I look I look back on the things that I've been able, the revelations that I've had during my breathwork classes. It has aided in my healing so much. But after that first time, I could have been like, hell no, I am not going back. I sobbed for an hour and a half and tried to breathe through that and felt like my heart was being ripped out of my chest. No thanks. But 
the reward was there. And that is why I keep coming back. Not because it's a fun, enjoyable thing. I think another thing, as far as physically, I have I deal with chronic illness and it is not fun. Not drinking when my friends go out is not fun. Having to limit the kinds of foods that I eat because they cause flare-ups, not fun. Doing blood work, I don't know if anybody else is terrified of needles, but I sure am. And having to go and do that every one to two months and pay for it, not fun. But I know that it is worth it in the end. There are consequences in life, both positive and negative, and I am reaping the positive consequence of taking care of my body. Do I enjoy it? Not always. I sometimes really do enjoy being able to make a nourishing meal for myself and for my body. And I do enjoy occasionally, you know, being adventurous and creating new recipes. And I reap the benefits of it, you know, when I'm not having a terrible period because of an inflammation flare up. I also sometimes just want to go to the 7-Eleven down the street and buy (laughs) they're donuts. Don't throw any shade at me if you've never had them before because they're pretty darn good. But it's all a part of knowing that if I make these choices that are difficult, the gratification will be there in the end. It's, It's all about that delayed gratification. I can choose to not eat that donut, not because it's necessarily bad for me, but because I know what it will do. I know that it will cause an inflammatory response, which then will cause me to be in bed another day <laughs> instead of instead of out and about and living my life. I know that the hard work does pay off in the end. This one's a hard one is the alone time and the self-reflection. I think I talk so much about becoming your own best friend and being so connected with yourself. And what that takes is it takes self-awareness and self-reflection and being alone. You can't become self-aware and connected with yourself when you are surrounded by people 24-7. You cannot be able to be so sure of who you are when everybody else is telling you who you are because you haven't taken the time to ask yourself that. I think that journaling, you know, talking to God, talking to the universe, whoever it is that you believe in, being able to really dive into the deep questions that you have is so important. Even just yesterday, I was eating dinner by myself and I had written out a list of questions to ask myself and I just talked to myself like I was my own friend. And If somebody had like a camera hidden in my apartment and saw me, they'd probably think I was crazy because (laughs) I'm just sitting there chatting with myself like I'm a friend and asking myself these hard questions. And I'm like, oh, actually, that's a really good question, Olivia. I feel like and just would continue on in this conversation with with myself. But I left that feeling so whole and feeling so understanding of why I was feeling the way I was and why I was experiencing the blockage that I was. And, and had I just, you know, gone out and hung out with my friends and ignored it, it would still be suppressed in there and it would come out in a much unhealthier way. So really learning how to be okay and be alone is going to aid in your healing because you really are the only one that can bring all of this together. It's the work that you're putting in and you 
you can't rely on anybody else to heal you. You have to do it on your own. And that loneliness can come in sometimes. If you're feeling lonely in the midst of your uh, alone time, listen to my podcast episode about (laughs) being alone, but not lonely. And sometimes it's an active choice of, I'm not going out tonight. I'm going to spend time with myself. And it's not when you're already feeling burnt out. It's not when you are, you know, evading anybody. It's like when you really are truly choosing yourself first and foremost, that is, that is where that healing comes. I also think kind of along those lines is really working on understanding and hearing your intuition and listening to your gut. You look back and you think about, oh, I should have listened to my gut. Your gut is rarely wrong. And if you are somebody who says, oh, I can't trust my gut because I can't ever tell if it's like anxiety, definitely look it up. And I'm happy to do a podcast episode even on that. But intuition and anxiety are not the same. They might feel similar. There are there are small differences. When you understand, you can really truly recognize. And what happens is when you practice and work on listening to your gut, listening to your intuition, hearing it gets easier and easier every time. It's just like when you have a baby and you hear that baby cry every day, day in, day out. You'd be able to identify that baby's cry in an instant when there's a bunch of babies around. Another thing that's really hard for me, but has been worth it, is setting boundaries. Boundaries with friends, boundaries with family members, boundaries in past relationships. I actually have been reading this book and it's called Good Boundaries and Goodbyes. And I am taking it very slow because I've been reading it before I go to sleep and I cry throughout the entire chapters. And I think that she she defined boundaries in such a good way. She said, boundaries are not a means for perfection, but a means for protection. And we are not trying to be these perfect beings and have these perfect relationships. But what we are trying to do is have a protective measure in our relationships, whether they're family, friends, romantic, that allow us to be able to live life to the fullest. If you think about it, if the ocean did not have a boundary of the sand, there would be absolute chaos. And when we don't have the boundaries that we need in our lives, there's absolute chaos. And they're not easy to uphold, especially if you are someone like me who is a people pleaser. It is so easy to want to do all of the things for everybody else and not for yourself. And when you learn how to set boundaries and uphold them, people begin to respect you more. They begin to receive your love in a better way. They begin to understand you um, in the ways that you have desired to be understood. Boundaries are not a bad thing, but I think the hardest part about it is it's really easy to say that you're setting boundaries. It's really hard to actually implement them. And although it's hard work, When you learn to truly implement these boundaries, your life gets so much better. I think about relationships that I've had with my friends and my family members where I've really established set boundaries and I've really um, upheld them in my life and my relationships with them are so much better than they used to be. So much better. And I think that goes into 
The other thing of letting go, when those boundaries are not respected, when you are in general not respected, when you end a relationship and they keep coming back, learning how to let go is the hardest thing in the entire world. <laughs> I I talk, even just talked about how I used, I used to suppress my emotions and my feelings and how I'm really working on not suppressing them anymore, but I didn't expect to cry on this podcast, but that's what I'm experiencing right now. It is hard work to let someone that you care so deeply about go. It's not easy. There is a bond that you have between these people. And it's so much easier said than done. And that's why people end up in these patterns of, of breaking up and getting back together and breaking up and getting back together because they don't have the ability to let go. But as my wonderful brother (laughs) so lovingly said to me, you're being selfish. (laughs) When I don't have the ability to let go, it is my ego. It is it is the inability of me being like, well, they're never going to have a better girlfriend. They're never going to have a better friend, whatever it may be. And it's my ego not wanting to let them go to see them thrive and to see them grow into the person that they're made to be. The thing that I keep reminding myself of is if I really, truly love this person, I have to let them go. And if this person truly loved me, they will respect me and let me go too. Again, easier said than done. It's not something that comes naturally and it's not something that anybody wants to do. But I know that when you do it, you are opening up space for the right people to be in your life. And if that person is supposed to be in your life, they'll come back, but you have to let them go first. It's not going to come back by your own volition. So learning how to let go has been very important and very helpful (laughs) for me in my life. Another thing is accountability. Accountability is hard. It probably is one of the hardest things for me in, in this list here. And it's because it hurts. It's painful. I very often have the um, ability to let people know what is going on and what happened after the fact, rather than letting them know what's going on in the moment. Um, Having that accountability to others is hard because it requires vulnerability and honesty. And being accountable to self is also hard because nobody else is going to hold your hand through it. Nobody else is going to cook the meals for you or wake up early for you or get you to work on time. And all of that takes that self-accountability. And that's not always easy. It's hard to do those things. But when you have that accountability, when you have people who surround you and support you and hold you to a higher standard, that is where the growth comes in. When you hold yourself to a higher standard and you make promises to yourself and you keep them, that is what is building your confidence in yourself. And that is what is allowing you to live a higher standard. It's not fun, but it's required for growth, for self-development, and really for peace. And the last thing that I want to share is healing looks like realizing there is no destination. I think that 
when we look at healing, sometimes we're like, if I can just get over this, then I'll be so much happier. If I can, you know, get over my ex, I can then create space for the right person. And and I'm going to just like be so happy being single that they're just going to pop out of nowhere. And like, that's not how it works. And that's not, that can't be the the end goal and the destination. That can be um, a milestone. That can be something that you might look to, but even once you land there, that wasn't the destination. You've got the rest of your life ahead of you. And when we look at healing as, as a destination, we are never going to see the progress that we've made. We are never going to see the change and the growth that has happened in our lives. We have to look at these things as milestones. We have to look back when we're discouraged, look back when there's uh, stagnation in progress. And we have to take a bird's eye view and realize all of the milestones that have really made up our entire lives. And we have to look and see and be proud of the work that we have done. Be proud of the things that have happened. Um, and then be hopeful and excited for the milestones, the many milestones that will come. But if we look at the end of our lives, I don't know if like, if our, our last thoughts and our last words are going to be like, I'm so glad that I spent my entire life healing Like, I think we're going to be like, I'm so glad that I spent my life loving and spent my life being, growing into being the best version of myself. And yes, that entailed healing, but healing in the end really was not the destination. And I think we all have our own versions of the destination and and the, the definition, the meaning of life. And healing is just a mode of being able to live a better life. Because people can live their entire lives broken. We see it all the time. But being able to find that purpose outside of just healing for healing's sake and healing for a reason, that is the destination. I so hope that this episode was encouraging, even though it was kind of going through and like debunking (laughs) the idea of healing and it being this thing that is rainbows and butterflies. But if I could go back to my myself when I decided to really put my effort and my energy into healing my body, healing my mind, my emotions, I would say buckle up, but I promise it's all so, so worth it in the end. And that's what I'm telling you, buckle up, but it is so worth it. Nothing good in life is easy. And when you're able to achieve that and receive that, life is only going to get better for you. So I hope you all have an amazing rest of your week and I will talk to you next Monday. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of A Simple Fix. Be sure to leave a review if you enjoyed what you heard. You can follow me on TikTok and on Instagram at Olivia Yoko Health. And if you're interested in any of my coaching services, you can learn more and get in touch with me on OliviaYokoHealth.com. Talk to you next week.